Hello and welcome to the Monkey Nut Punch podcast, where we ask Keith how many times did he assault Japanese people and tell them, "Oh no, he's a Godzilla." <laughs> At um, least once an hour. <laughs> At least once an hour. Oh, oh, I've had. I think it's the most insane place I've ever been, and I loved it. I am totally in love with Japan, and we're going back. Um, as soon as we bloody well can, we're going back because we only just barely scratched the surface. I mean, we went into the the geeky, cosplay sort of area because Tokyo is made up of basically lots of different areas, right? It's huge. Um, but the, we went to the sort of geeky cosplay place. And, of course, we went there yesterday. King heaving, all these people, you know, wearing little Jap- Japanese maids and all the fucking things you see there. Um, and it was just insane. There was just... It was nuts and it was awesome and I loved it. And I gotta go back. <laughs> and yeah, Miss Nikki. Oh no, he's a good yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like the first gacha gacha machine, right? And those are the ball things. So they're huge in Japan, right? You you you've got these plastic you get plastic toy in them, like big kinder surprises, right? Um and you put your like three hundred or five hundred yen. The first one I came across and it was Godzilla. <laughs> That was it. I was like, I love this shop. Um, went to the Nintendo store, went to the Pokemon shop. Um, and I've got like every single Pikachu that you buy is different. <laughs> God knows how they manufacture that. But every single one has a slightly different expression. Slightly things are all different. Um, it's probably a way of making you buy millions. But um, the Nintendo shop was awesome. Um, there was loads of Zelda gear in there and stuff like that. And not being Japanese, it's all really practical stuff. It's not like cheap, tacky souvenir. It's oven gloves with Mario on them and washing bags that you put your clothes in. It's all like really, if you've ever been to like a Muji shop, which is, they're all over the world now, and except they've got Mujis within convenience stores in Japan. Okay. Um, but it's, not, it's stuff like that, but with Nintendo stuff on it. And it just madness. And then we went to the famous scrambled crossing and walked across that again went there on the saturday night and it was packed and, and people cosplaying and anime people walking around and just thing then i saw this kid had the most amazing tran- amazing transformer on the train and it was doing stuff japan is nuts anyway yes thank you thought i'd open with that <laughs> hi biffa Hi, buddy. Oh, fat fingers. I'm going to leave it off. Cause... Um, cool. Uh, so, trying to pick through some bits. I, what have I done while you've been away in Japan yelling, oh, no, it's a Godzilla at every Japanese person as you walk down the high street. Look at that. <laughs> and my wife was teaching me this thing because when you say thank you, it's arigato, but then you, you have to be really polite. So you have to say, gosai, gosai imasu. Right, but she I couldn't remember it, so she said, "Just say Gosai Elon Musk." Just remove the lot, and then I remembered it. <laughs> it's like Gosai Elon Musk, <laughs> and it works. <laughs> it's genius. I can't crack with languages, but Gosai Elon Musk. Anyway, yes, sorry, you were saying. It's okay, um, I watched the holdovers. Yeah, it's, a good it's the only thing worth watching at the cinema at the moment here in the UK. It's always quite grateful for. I was hoping for something else, but yeah, no, it's the only thing worth watching. 
Um, we'll talk about that in, in a bit. Um, I've watched, there's a BBC um, reality TV show called The Traitors, which is based off a game called Werewolf. Um, and that was, that was interesting. I watched that. That was actually really good. That, uh, surprisingly really good TV. I read, read one review where it turns around and says, in the UK version of The Traitors, most contestants have more character development than they do in US dramas, um, which I loved. It was a great line. It's like, yep, this person, this person, this person, you could see them change all the way through the show. Um, and then we had some, uh, I don't know, I've been playing Dead Space, but that's another podcast for for another time after Valentine's Day coming back. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it was good. So, well, I'd say it was good. I found it interesting, but I know you were away in, in, in Japan just attacking Japanese people in the street. I, I, watched, I downloaded some stuff before I went, so I finished watching the TED series, um, which um, I really, really enjoyed. Um, it, it just... It, 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 you watch the TED series and then watch the movies again. I think I prefer the series. Because it's more, I don't know, there's less huge staging things in it. And it just works. It just works. Two fucking stoners. One just happens to be a magical teddy bear. And it just works. And uh, the guy, the ginger dude from the, um, the what's his face? Um, what's his space show, the Orville, uh, mm. as, as this Boston dad is brilliant and the mum is quite good i i, I genuinely enjoyed ted I, I i finished watching that um and then yeah i watched uh spielberg and tom hanks new thing masters of the air on apple tv today i watched the first two episodes that was quite good that was quite good um yeah. I, I always like the movie memphis bell this is kind of a more band of brothers you know meets Memphis Bell kind of thing, so it's a bit grittier, but it's good. It's good. Um, but should we talk about what should we talk about first? Because we've got Reacher final. Yes, we've got the Reach final, which we didn't talk about, which you should have talked about. Yeah, that was uh, that was good. You got what you wanted. Yeah, I knew he was going to get chucked out of the plane. It was the only. It was the only he deserved it, and <laughs> he had I to was... be thrown out of the plane. Mm -hmm. I loved. I it. did like the bit at the end where it's like you guys can get in the helicopter and escape. And it's like I saw Watson was carrying the rocket launcher with her. I'm sure she's gonna fire a missile at that at the helicopter. And they got in the helicopter and went. And it just was. Well, I suppose they work. <laughs> it, it it was good. Um, I enjoyed it. I yeah, he got his comeuppance and he needed to have that. And I loved the way the way it went from it just switched so fast and he was being a cocky fucker. You know, one second and literally five seconds later. You know, he, he Reacher just grabs him and throws him out the fucking plane, and it, it just yeah, it was really good. Um, looking, for, they're doing something different apparently for season three. They're sort of narrowing it, uh, basing it on another book, which is a bit more personal. So it's mm. purely Reacher. Again, that could work. Um, I don't know if it needs a supporting cast, but it's kind of good when you have that supporting cast because then when Reacher comes in and just kicks the shit out of everybody, it it, it works. But we'll, we'll see. I, I Look, I've enjoyed both seasons and both seasons were quite different. 
um, except for a showdown in the warehouse at the end. Um, although this this showdown went <laughs> from a warehouse into the into the into a barn. into the helicopter. But um, I don't know. I think he's I think he's really good in the role. Um, satisfying ending. Good season. Good season of TV. Good. You know, it's what we want. It's a, it's pure escapism, and it was great. I, I, I heard it described as dad TV. It is. Um, but that TV seems to sell, so mm. she's uh, interesting. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Who would have thought? Who would have thought that dads watch TV? How about playing the talk about inclusivity and stuff? How about including dads rather than bad dad always constantly? Um, so, yeah, no, Reacher, it was good. What was it? They got into well, it's got the last episode, they all got trapped into the, to the, to the what you call it, the place. He managed to keep a... Uh, what do you call it? Uh, like a, a filing pin thing. I can't really call them now. In his shoe, which he used to put the handcuff with and uh, escape, so it didn't feel like he were cheated when he got out. Um, and then he had a nice gunfight inside there. He had his. He called his people. So he's, well, not his people. Um, some people to help him out, which was quite good. So he got back up, so it was, didn't feel like completely outnumbered or stupid. And then they turned on him, and then he's like, well, we called other people too, just to be on the safe side, because we thought you would pull this ship, so we needed you to do the dodgy crap, so these people could come along and do the official <laughs> crap. And I kind of like the way he played the like the agencies and against each other in that. That was uh, that was clever. Um, but uh, it, was, um, it was... It was very satisfying. It was just annoying that I wanted more. What? That's my problem. What? As in what you want more reach another or... series give me another series now I'm ready yeah for yeah now. No. i know what you mean because that again now we've got to it and there's just not a lot on there you know it's... everything ended and there's nothing new at the moment mm. it's uh yeah it's annoying because it's like kind of it's not like you've got loads of lee charles books to adapt they don't seem from what we've watched they don't seem to be don't require lots of special effects pyrotechnics and stunt people not huge amounts, just like regular TV amounts that we used to have back in the early 2000s, late 90s. We could it, This could be done quite easily. It's like kind of get on it, you know. This is apparently, um, it doubled its popularity by episode three from the first series mm-hmm. in uh, minutes watched from Nelson or something like that. I probably quoted it wrong. I probably, probably doubled it in the first episode for all I know, but... Definitely got m- m- higher ratings than the first time round. It has, and then people have gone back and watched the first se- series um, and enjoyed that for what it is. They're, they're different, and that's what I like about them. Um, it's got a third season, so but we're just going to have to wait for it. Like we have to wait for a good TV. I mean, I think we're in a in a doldrums again with good TV. Although I recommend Master of the Air. You might enjoy that if it's your kind of thing. It's a bit grittier. It's not escapism TV, but it is quite. It was. It's more artistic TV, but it is good. It 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 it, it, it is good. The, the 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 first episode really sort of delves into the American and the British ideas of bombing Germany, where mm. Americans were bombing in the day with precision bombing, and the English were bombing at night because less people died. And mm. you know the English, you know, got into some arguments with the Americans, and there's a great scene where. There's a very pompous English twat, right, mm. giving it all the mouth to the American, and uh, they walk out and they have a fisticuffs. Go, take this jacket 
I'll be back in a moment. Comes up, the American knocks him out with one fucking punch. And it's believable. Um, isn't like, oh, Americans are better. And the English guy was being particularly obnoxious. Um, so that was quite good. Um, but it really gives you a, an idea of what it was really like. You know, when you're flying at 15,000 feet, you get frostbite. And you don't realize that they invented pretty damn clever suits in the 1940s for this. The, those flying jackets you see were actually quite high tech for the time. Yeah. Um, and th there's a few scenes in there. That I, 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 I enjoyed that. Um, so if that's your thing, there's something on Apple TV. But I don't know what else is coming up. I, I haven't seen... Oh, <clears throat> Last Airbender looks semi-interesting. A TV show about that. benders. That's most TV shows these days, isn't it? Well, true. Um, <laughs> that um, is so 80s, that term. That is yeah, so 80s. So we've got the last, we've got the last, uh, the last name Ben, I don't know. I don't know on that. Um, it's either going to go the way of um, uh, One Piece, and it'll be good, or it's going to go completely the other direction. What, what, what's his face? That Cowboy Bebop. One. Yeah, and be really shit. So well, they've, they've already fucked it up once, as far as I know. The last Airbender. Yes, they did, but that was, was it Avatar. They fucked up. No, it was the last Airbender. M. Oh, okay. Shyamalan directed it. Okay, that's um, fine. I'm sure they fucked it up previously. Yep. It, it, it's it comes back to that respect for source material. It's like people. The reason that they bought the license is because people are interested in the thing in the license. And it's like, okay, I can understand that when you do like a book adaptation, there are bits you can't do in the book. I can understand that when you do a book adaptation, it needs to flow differently when it's on the TV screen opposed to what it is in the book. That makes uh, that's fine. And at the same time, too, if, as long as you capture the the essence of that story and you get and you hit all the points that people enjoyed in the book. Yeah, you get the character beats right, you get the plot beats right, then it's fine. And then, and if anyone sits there, and if this is how different it is from the book, you're, you're, you turn around and say the following. It's like kind of, I recommend you read the book so you can find the differences. And I'm sure the author's not going to argue with another book sale there. Yeah, get it on yep. audio book, get it on paperback, whatever, whatever makes you, you, you happy. Um, so, it's like as I said, as long as it captures a kind of the, the core essence of it. Yeah. So, I, I, I mean, yeah. One Piece did that. Um, and it was it was interesting because when I was in Japan, I, I've got a couple of One Piece T-shirts, and I decided to take them because Japan. And I walked around in one of them, and I, you know, there was like a load of people that stopped me. It's like you're wearing a One Piece T-shirt. I said, Yeah, yeah, I, I like One Piece. I've got, I, you know, I watched the Netflix series. Oh, very good, very good. Netflix good series, very good. A lot of people like in Japan like the Netflix series because it honoured the source material. Well, it, it's because a guy in charge of it insisted that they do it his way, right. and you follow it through. And and even with the casting of the main character, I can't remember his name now. Just seems Mon like Monkey ADHD. Deluffy. Monkey yeah. Deluffy. Monkey Deluffy. You should, if you meet the actor, the actor met the creator, had chats with the creator, and the actor pretty much kind of like embodies the whole character itself he seems mm. very enthusiastic very positive he has like a very good outlook on life and they cut did a really good bit of casting there i watched i haven't watched the series but i watched this guy going through his thing and in comparison to where you get someone like 
Oh, let's try and think of something like uh, Rachel Ziegler, or whatever her name is. Yeah, yeah. comes out and's like kind of oh, it's really old. He goes, yeah, the, we built an entire company on it. It's lasted almost hundred years. Well, sorry, lasted hundred years. I don't know if it lasts any longer. Um, that's how good it was. Yeah, that's how good it was. And you then downplay it. But this kid, I don't know what his name is. I watched it, and he sold me more on that show than you did. Even though I haven't yeah. got around to watching it, I'll, I'll I'll watch it when I get a chance. But he showed me. I watched that, and I was just like. This kid really, really loves this part. And the guy, it's clear that when he spoke to the guy, he's done it and and he approves of him. And he seems, they both seem to get what the character is from from, from what I've understood. Because it didn't seem, it didn't downplay. It's like when Henry Cavill talks about the Witcher. Yeah, you know that he knows the Witcher and he knows the source material and he respects the source material and he wanted to embody that character and you know, get through those kind of story beats and bits. And then you've got, whatever crop of actors in the states that just don't fucking get it they don't get the yeah. idea that this has been bought because people love it and they want to see that they don't want to see whatever you you are they don't want to have their expectations so what's the word um you know what i mean um subverted yeah, subverted but to the point that it's just stupid I mean, you know, you look at how people responded to Picard season three and, and it just says it all. But you should watch One Piece. You will enjoy it. It is happy, feel good, comic book. They tone down the Japanese a bit, a bit, but it's it's throughout there. If you, you know, it's throughout throughout it there, especially having visit, you know, having just got back, I now recognize it more. Because um, I watched a couple of episodes again of it, I, and I love it. I, I think it is genuinely quite a good TV series, um, and it, it it does it does respect the source material because I've watched the cartoon a bit. So, and it does definitely respect the source material. Yes, okay, they've cast um, different people in the roles, but you know you still got an Asian guy playing one of the roles, and you've got various different people, and it works. It does. It works. It works in the world that they've set up. Um, but it, it's loved in Japan. The Netflix series is loved in Japan, and that that speaks words. Um, and it's what they've been doing with going back to Reacher. That's what you know. After the stupid sort of Tom Cruise movies, they've cast a big fucker because that's who Reacher is, who is slightly odd, and he plays it very well. Yeah. Um, and again, that's why it works. I think this season he got the character because from what I've 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 heard because of like watching interviews and stuff with with people and they talk about the Reacher character and my father-in-law's a big Lee Charles Reacher fan. Turns around and says he described he's described as a big ugly. He's not supposed to be pretty. He's supposed to be quite ugly as a person, which is quite good. Um, but in the first season of Reacher, Alan Richter looked a bit more Hollywood pretty, mm. but it sounds they uglyed him. To make him closer to the character i think he did that because it was one of those like kind of we can do something about that let's make it closer as close to the book as we can get which i'm i'm all, all for sure. um but yeah it's it, it's good like that um shall we talk about a bit of doctor who news before we move on to our yeah and there's a bit jk rolling news as well um but um yeah doctor who um uh, i am surprised how big a story this is Bearing in mind, you look at the ratings of the, the 60th and Christmas, and these people, these apologists, these people that keep fucking going on about 
about you know oh we're living in a world of streaming of course they're going to be down yes but not on christmas day streamers netflix constantly put out that they, that people don't watch streaming on christmas day they sit in front of the telly whatever's on be it fucking bbc one be it itv be it any of the channels they sit and watch live tv on christmas day that's why TV ratings over Christmas, even a year ago, are still substantially higher than what Doctor Who got. Fucking call the midwife got over 10 million. Right? Call yeah. the bloody midwife. Right? And Doctor Who always outperformed that before. So it's bullshit that that that, that streaming um has not the, the ratings down that far. This was the lowest rated Christmas special of all time by considerable margin. Right, and you can argue the three other episodes were affected by the streaming world, even though they're on Disney Plus um, around the world, and those figures are not that great. Um, you know, you can argue it anyway. So the news story. Do you want to tell them the news story, or or shall I? I was just trying to get the news story up actually while you were Main. whatever you want to call it, <laughs> Keith in a way. So um, Doctor Who to reportedly drop actress uh, Millie Gibson just after one series, New Companions, to be portrayed by Andor's actress, Varara... Because, um, yes, I don't know why, because uh, sometimes diversity isn't enough with these people. I think... And I know that... It, I know it's reported, but it's been confirmed now because they've already shown off Varada in the thing in a video with Nakuti Gatwa, who I, the more I watch and the more I listen to it, the more disingenuous he sounds. Mm. He does. He sounds, he sounds like he's trying to be some slimy chameleon thing. It's actually kind of grates on me. But he, um, yeah, he's, he's got tarnished with the Hollywood um, thing. Funny enough, he's in masters of the air. No, he hasn't turned up yet, but he's in it. Mm. Um, I don't know how that's going to work because he's very camp, but we'll, we'll see. But then maybe they have to have a gay person, and that might be what it is. Um, and then my opinion of it might drop through the, the floor. Um, but I there, there's all sorts of rumours. Apparently she's in the first couple of episodes of season two. Some people say she's done at the end of season one. Uh, and there's no... The funny thing is the BBC haven't put out a statement. By the sounds of it, she didn't want to go. There's rumours that she's a bit of a party girl. But she's 18. So mm -hmm. what, what, what do you expect? Um, 18 year old that's just landed one of the, you know, supposedly a massive role in British TV and it would have been 10 years ago. Not so much now. Um, but she's been dropped. Yeah. And apparently the way it's been done, if you believe it's been done in a very bitchy way. Let's just wait for the statement to come from Russell T Davis to see if he has a... It, it, it'd be interesting to see what he says because he does definitely have a vindictive streak in him. Oh, the he's more... uh, he, he's a catty gay man. I think he's a bit more than that. He's calculating, and I think he deliberately fucked over Christopher Eccleston. The more I think about it, and the more I look at that episode that he wrote, the more I think that was well and truly aimed at Christopher Eccleston, and I think he knew exactly what he's doing because he's not stupid, Russell T Davies. I mean, he is an idiot in terms of his beliefs, but he's not stupid. Um, but yes, she's been replaced. So now the TARDIS is... Um, and I love this thing about, oh, diversity. Look at the fucking head writer and all of the producers of Doctor Who. All white. 
Yeah, I know. That's why they need the diversity. They need the shield. They don't need. They're not doing it out of 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 uh, their own hearts. They're doing it because of their church dictates to them that maybe, just maybe, this isn't good. But I, it's. I don't know. I, I I just it's. It is it is strange because it feels like a Doctor Who is definitely not made for anyone anymore. No, it's not. It's not made well, it's for made anyone. For it's made for Russell T. Davis. It's made, it's made for Russell mass... T. Davis so he can, he's he can spout it himself. off. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and the 60th, the 60, the 60th show is that. It was all his greatest hits. It was all me, 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 me. And he Look ended it me. with a fucking throwing and catching game. Yeah. I mean, it was just... What the fuck was that? Seriously. Never... He, right. The, I, I, right. I never thought these words would cross my lips. Even Chris Chibnall, when he ended his run... With Jodie Whittaker included as many of the other doctors as he could. Yep, I can't believe it. Whether you that, like him or that, not, he knew that yeah. that was the thing that you do. I can't believe I'm going to say this. That final, whilst it was confusing, stupid, and thing, celebrated the history of Doctor Who far more than any of Russell T. Davis's sixtieth. It just did. It had that wonderful scene, and it was a wonderful scene. And you know, for for nostalgia, it was nostalgic bait. Don't get me wrong. Between Ace and the Doctor, you had you know, it just you had all those reunions. And it there were moments in that final that 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 were for for fans. I can't fucking believe I'm saying this. That were quite good. It was nice to see Paul McGann back again, even if it was <laughs> brief, and having an argument with himself, the various other Doctors, and that was quite good. Even had um um. Space Daddy Elon Musk, please buy Doctor um, Well, you know, save everything. Um, but yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. It's it's quite uh, it's quite frustrating, and it's. I, I told you at the end of all of this, you will beg for Stephen Moffat to come back, because yeah. even Stephen Moffat, where he had, he was, and I know I I heard him say this with his own lips in front of me, yeah. I have bosses and they have demands and I have to meet those demands, yeah? And everyone goes, oh, he bent the knee. Yeah, he bent the knee. He fucking openly admitted that he bent the knee. Even when he did that, it's still better than the shit that we've got now. Yeah? It's funny that that's evidence of the BBC being impartial. And and it's going to come back and you see, I I think Disney are in trouble. The BBC are in, in trouble. They are in trouble. I mean, some people... It, you know, they were in the, the press last week for being impartial and the chairman of the BBC was having to go around and talk about all of this. And for the first time, they were not just talking about its news, they were talking about its drama. And Doctor Who was at the fucking centre of it. And it should be. It should be. I, I, I'm sorry, it's so not impartial that, you know, and this ridiculous thing about Davros, it still winds me up. Uh, Mainly just, because if he, he was the one he, that brought him back. And he said, clearly in the interview, we don't have to do anything with this character. All we have to do is just tidy him up. I don't, I just, if you'd have just turned around and goes, Julian Bleach, old person, caking him in a ton of makeup, not necessarily the best thing for him. So we're going to see Davros pre life support machine. We'd have all gone fantastic. Plus, we'd like to know how he had the accident and what he did before the accident. And was the accident, was the accident something caused by the doctor? 
you see, based upon his method, his mentality, right? If he'd said this was pre-accident, if that's all he said, and he was still an evil bastard, right? His whole thing about you know it being, being portrayed as a disabled person being evil goes out the window. He did not have to say that shit. It ruined it. That would you know. I luckily I saw the episode before I saw all the shit that he said, and I messaged him and said that was really good. It was surprisingly quite cool to see you know pre pre thing because that's what I thought. You know, I immediately went there. I think oh it's Davros pre pre accident or pre fucking himself up because if you actually watch Genesis of the Dalek, he used pieces of himself. He's a nutter, right? He's not disabled. He's a nutter, right? Um, and again. Just, I mean, all right, yeah. Russell T. Davis is off the reservation, and I and I'll be surprised if we see a third season of Doc, uh, third season of this version of Doctor Who. But we shall see. And there's rumours that Shooty Gatwa's off at the end of this anyway. Um, and he's you know got a Hollywood career because he's a Hollywood darling. So what you said about him is probably right because he's going after a Hollywood career. Um, in other news, though, we should talk about because this is actually a triumph. Um, despite the media doing their level fucking best to to diss this, and I and I still can't find the people that are complaining about this, but apparently, Harry Potter fans, and I, I need to find the Harry Potter fans that are upset by this. Harry Potter fans, and this is all the mainstream media, every single one of them using the same mm-hmm. fucking headline, right? And there's comments. What fans? J.K. Rowling has officially been been signed on as producer i think she's writing or doing anyway she is involved in the hbo um uh, max series creatively right she is involved in it um so it makes you think you know you look at the, the press and they're all saying harry potter fans are upset that jk rowling is part of the new show what fans and real harry potter fans she created harry potter how are the fans upset I'm happy she's involved in it. Right, so hang on a second. Hold on a second. I am a little worried that the Weasley's going to be black because they're ginger, and you know that Hollywood loves to replace the gingers. Ginger side, I'm afraid. And um, despite despite what she said and how they've attacked her, um, the Hermione casting in The Cursed Child... Yep, it all happened in the TV series. But you know what? I'm not... Look, I criticised her at the time because of comments that she made. It's like, you approved all the illustrations. Oh, I never said she was white. You approved all the illustrations in the book. And, you know, my wife recently bought... And, and the casting. Versions. Yeah. My, and, and there's different illustrations to the American books in those. And again, Hermione's white. But look, I don't care if Hermione's black, all right? I, I, I actually generally don't really care because there's no accurate description of her, really, except that she's got bushy hair. And, and you know, teeth, buck and teeth. teeth, yeah. And I've seen black girls with bushy hair and buck teeth before, so it can work. I'm fine. I get it. You want, you know, I'm, I'm, the cast was quite white, with the exception of Dean Thomas, um, who is yeah. actually described as black in the book. Um, but you know, you you could do with a bit more diversity. I, and I hate to say this because I can see the argument there, right? But. Mm. J.K. Rowling will bend the knee. She will be the next Russell T. Davis. She already bent the knee with the with what Gareth said, Gareth said before. Um, but 
I'm actually pleased because the five people that actually care about this, those are the ones that are bitching. But all the media are getting slammed for it. Every time the media... Pay, and then you've got, like, the BBC, you know, posting a story on Facebook, and people just comment after comment after comment. It's not comment bombing, going, what fans? Where are these fans that are all complaining about it? And it's like four or 5,000 comments, and all of them are pretty much the same thing. What fans? We're happy. Hmm. Is it gonna? Is it gonna go the Russell T Davis thing? Maybe. Um, but I'm happy at the moment about it, partly because it just spits in the the few people, like the five people that organised a boycott of 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 Hogwarts Legacy. See how well that did. Um, no idea how much money she made in 2023. Something ridiculous. I'm like, God, how much? That boycott. You know, it's like it's like Netflix staff boycott Dave Chappelle, and then like a newsreader goes there, and it's like five members of five members of staff from Netflix that are boycotting mm. Dave Chappelle. Like, it's similar with bloody Ricky Gervaising. Oh god, yeah, that Ricky Gervaising was actually quite good because he just fucking. <laughs> you know what he's like when he gets going, and he was. Uh, yeah. he, he kept going. I'm woke. I'm woke. You you should watch. It is it is a real, and it's brilliantly done. And again, people who. He is deliberately offensive, right? If you don't like offensive comedy, don't fucking watch it. It's, it goes back to those people, and it still fucking winds me up, right? When when Russell Brand and Ross, Ross, Ross's face, Jonathan Ross, did that stupid thing to Andrew Sachs, and it was wrong, right? But it got, it got a couple of complaints, right? It got a thousand-odd complaints, right? Mm. And then it got into the media, and then it got twenty thousand complaints because people went to listen to it to be offended, so they could complain. It's that yeah. mentality that's dumb, and it's that mentality that's stifling creativity. Stupid. Well, I, th I think if I remember at the time, my opinion because we talked, we had we actually talked about it in the podcast, didn't we? Mm. And I think my opinion was just apologize and say you're sorry, and then have him accept the apology. And if he doesn't accept the apology, do a better apology. I don't think I did that bit, but I said apologise just because it's the thing to do. Slap him around a bit, teach him a lesson. But outside that, yeah, it, it's... I think, what do you call it? Um, this stuff is starting to, to die off and I still haven't read your book, Dave. <coughs> Hello, Dave! <laughs> uh -huh. um, but yeah, uh, it's, yeah, the whole thing is just... I'm, uh, this shit needs to die. Everyone's more, much more aware of it now. Everyone's a bit more... I, I think yeah. it is. And if the media are not careful, they are going to become less relevant. And they it, are less relevant, the, Keith. They've been less story, relevant yeah. since the advent of social media. Yeah. Yeah. Although I don't particularly like social media that much, but you're right. Um, it's, yeah, but anyway, J.K. Rowling is officially involved with the Harry Potter series. We don't know anything yet. We're just rumors about casting um, and various other things. Um, oh, yeah, there was one other piece of news. One oh, other okay. piece of news. And you predicted this. You said okay. this. So this? you called it. Star Wars, the Ray movie yes. on indefinite hold. <laughs> oh, fucking shock. Wow. <laughs> wow. Was it, just, was it just to help out on an investor call, Keith? Did they put the whole event on to make investors go, oh, well, there's a, they've paid for Star Wars. 
that asset's going to get used, it'll be fine. They'll do something. We'll make some money of some sort. And then they went, no. I don't think the movie's going to get made. No. Um, I, 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 you know, despite, you know, Disney claiming, oh, no, no, we're just sorting out things. There's writing problems with it. It's not going to happen. Echoes really sh shook up the thing. We're going to get Ironheart's apparently finished filming. If they release it, I think they'll dump it again, like they did with a thingy. Marvel's pretty much done. Um, the, the, all of Disney's main things is done. You you need you need to get yourselves a Terry Metalis. That's what you need to do. And that that's another piece of news. It looks like Legacy is going to happen. Yes, I had the same thing too. Um, but it was dressed up as Picard season four. Well. It's leading into the Picard movie because apparently they are they are going to make a big budget cinematic Picard movie because Patrick Stewart wants to do one more. They are trying to get Terry Metalis to do it because that's what the fans want. He's a very very busy man at the moment, but apparently that there's talk that they might hold off so that Metalis can do it. Metalis wants to do it. Fuck yeah! Look, if he gets it, then look, this is the guy that could actually bring Star Trek back. Look, you what you do is you you let the you know you get the Picard movie, you get the legacy, you bring in all the legacy characters with the new characters, and then look, you've got a seven of nine captain series that could be quite fucking good with a nice cast that people kind of like. You can have characters dropping in and out. It's in the universe. Boom. That's what the fans want. The fans will watch it. Amazon Amazon are paying for it. Amazon have got you know Amazon know what they're doing, so. That could be happening. Uh, and I'm for it. I'm for it. So there is there is there is hope on the horizon. Um Ray movie. What's what's Biffa say? Um, um Ray movie can't can't make a movie by herself. She needs to team up with a baby Grogu. Um that's coming next. Uh, hmm. I, I I would expect that she will be somehow inserted into the movie instead. Yeah. Makes any sense. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. I I can't see the Picard season three effect happening with Star Wars. It could. It could. <laughs> but I think the only way you do that is you get Lucas back to write a film, and he ain't going to do that. Um, because you know, behind closed doors, he's probably saying "fuck you" to Bob Iger. He's probably saying exactly the same thing. I, I, I'd love it. I'd love it if they did a Christopher Eccleston thing. What would persuade you to come back? Sack Captain Kennedy. Sack fucking. <laughs> Wouldn't that be glorious? <laughs> Sack Bob Iger. Then yeah, I'll come back. You watch. If he did that, that would be amazing. <laughs> um, it would be amazing. So I'm would sorry. Just be, icing on the game that would be better than actually any george lucas star wars movie <laughs> i i think as i said before you can employ us for relatively like a third what's that a third of the cost of your execs and we could do a better job you see i i wish more people had watched andor because andor i think is the only thing that that was done that had some quality behind it i mean made in britain filmed in britain Definitely, definitely. It may, it may have something to do that they hired someone who's got some talent. Yes. And had a vision. Yes. And had artistic integrity. And when you add them all together, you've got entertainment. Look, was Andor, 
was Andor perfect? No. What, but it was doing something new. It was doing something new. And genuinely, you watch those first few episodes when those fucking um, uh, what's-its-faces come flying through the mountains. They are genuinely quite scary. Um, and, and for the first time, you see the Empire as something a bit more than comic book camp evil it it, it it really makes you think and i thought that was a, that is the only really interesting thing they've done okay look i get it mandalorian season one season two really successful um did did well for disney um but they fucked that up with the book of boba fett and yeah it hmm then fucked it up even worse with season three of mandalorian and now you're doing a mandalorian grogu movie good luck because uh, I don't think anybody's going to come come out and watch that. Um, so yes, yeah, right. Um, I can't think of any more news stories that I read. Shall we talk about the holdovers? Yes, we'll talk about the holdovers. I watched the holdovers. Um, wasn't a great film. It was a good film though. It was a very good film. It wasn't it? Wasn't a Godzilla minus one, and it didn't hit me in the feels as much as One Life did. But no. I can't say I didn't enjoy it can't say that i didn't feel that a good character development in there and good writing and all the other stuff that you want with a film um did take longer to get going and felt really theatrical uh, nothing wrong with that just notes to to, to, to put across it's uh, you, you've seen the trailer where it's like these are the kids that were supposed to go home with their parents from this boarding school over christmas and one of them gets left behind with the curmudgeon of a professor who has been kind of stuck in a rut for a good chunk of his life hasn't really gone out and explored the world even though he's into ancient greece and ancient rome and carthage and all that never thought about traveling to these places and actually experiencing it firsthand um and then you got this kid who is quite bright he's happens to be the brightest kid in his class he's you see at the beginning these gives all the papers out everyone fails ancient civilizations apart from a few here and there uh, to the point that the head has got annoyed with him because he failed a few people who have are sons of senators and bits that he shouldn't have failed. He goes, no, 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 we do it properly because it's our founder's thing, uh, the founder's principle and, and this, that and the other. And then you get, to, you get to know him and the kids that have been put behind. And it's weird because if you that because of that first bit here, you get the bit where you get the setup with the school and everyone's going home and then you can see the people left over. There's a Korean kid who can't, whose parents won't let him travel back to Korea because he think it's, he needs to have a chaperone or something with him. You've got another kid whose um, parents are, what do you call it, missionaries, and they're off doing missionary work in like Uganda. And then you've got another kid who's having an argument with his dad who happens to own Pratt & Whitney. And he can't go. And then you've got the main, I can't remember his bloody name now, the main character. And he's, his dad has recently died. Well, you think he's died, but you find out later it's not quite the case. And um, his wife wants to go off with her new husband because they haven't technically had a honeymoon. They've only been married like seven months. And she've, they've just left, dropped them at the school. The teacher of ancient civilization, paper, Paul Giamatti, he is, um, what do you call it? He's been screwed over because he, um, his teacher, uh, he, he wasn't supposed to cover this Christmas. It was supposed to be someone else. So he doesn't want to be there. You've got the kind of the kitchen head. Uh, she's a lovely lady. Her, she's been working there for years to the point that she could put her son through that private school, but her son couldn't afford college. So he went and joined the army because they'd pick it up for him. 
and then you find out that he's died so she's got that trauma of trying to deal with that um so <laughs> no no that's the that's how, that's where it starts from hang on a second so biff has just quoted the bit where i i would say that actually the whole thing properly starts from so you get to see them and they kind of go and the guy whose dad owns the the what you call it the um the helicopter company turns around and says look i'm going to take all the kids off with my dad and we'll go and have a nice skiing holiday together with my dad because he's mega wealthy we'll pay for it so they phone around all the parents to see if it's fine to get hold of everyone apart from the main character's mum and uh, he has to stay back so you've got the three of them at back at the uh back at the school and because of the kids stuck there and he's getting annoyed and frustrated and this that and the other he uh, decides to go on a little kind of mini rampage and they've got this brand new school sports hall and in the school sports hall they've had the flooring redone and that and this is a bit you see in the trailer right where he's got the school sports hall and he runs he hits the 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 the, the jump thing he falls over and he dislocates his shoulder yeah and the the teacher's like oh shit i'm in charge and he's hurt himself yeah i'm in serious trouble takes him to the hospital and whatnot and the kid is like kind of you know what i actually don't want to get into trouble and you know this might do me a favor and whatnot and then that's kind of where the relationship between the two of them start and they start actually genuinely talking to each other um and it like it comes up to christmas day and there's some christmas parties parties and stuff and it looks like the teacher's going to have a romance with one of the i think she's like a receptionist or something in the thing and he finds out she's married and you go through that and then the poor woman who's the the dinner lady, the dinner lady she has a massive breakdown at the party and whatnot and you can see they've all they've all got issues they need to work through and it's quite good because it's kind of you you go through it and they then go to he says at christmas day i think it was like if, you can, if i can give you one thing within my power what would it be i want to go to boston He's like, oh, why do you want to go to Boston? Because I just want to go to Boston. And he's like, all right, I can't take you to Boston. I'm not allowed to take you to Boston. And then he thinks about it. He goes, well, if I dress it up as a field trip, I've actually got some money set aside that we can take to go to Boston. And we can take some to go to Boston, sees that the kid's got, um, is taking medication for depression and whatnot. He's he's feeling it too, so he's not too too happy. They go around Boston, see a load of things. They go to like a, a, like a museum and stuff, and he shows them all this stuff. Feels massively theatric. They drop the the, the dinner lady off at her, her, her parents, and she's her sister's pregnant with a little one, and she's got like her son's like baby clothes and stuff, and like kind of her kind of getting over it is her giving the baby clothes and whatnot to her to her sister so she can give it to her baby, um, and then you see the what do you call it uh, the teacher, and he comes across one of his like kind of ex kind of colleagues or whatever. It's uh, yeah, it's there's lots into it. I, I really until when all the kids fucked off, I'll be honest with you, it got going. Yeah. Yeah. But my problem was that you had to wait a while for it to get going. And it, fe it yeah. feels more like your kind of your history boys, your educating readers, those sort of films that you get. Yeah, it is a sense. bit like that. Yeah, no, it was made like a 70s movie. I mean, deliberately putting in film grain and things like that. And I, I watched um Simon Mayer and the other guys um review of it and they really enjoyed it and said they don't make movies like that like this anymore and they don't I mean it's the truth they don't make many stories like this I I enjoyed it for what it was um and I I really liked the ending I thought the ending was quite poignant um some people said oh it's a sad ending it was like no it's not 
He's oh, been no, released. He, he's no, been he released, got, and he's going to go and write his book. Pulled his fucking thumb out of his ass and decided to yeah. go and see the world, which he always needed to yeah. do. He needed to do that as a character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. Well, sad I think that, lot... It was probably sad that they had to separate after they. That's the sad part, but it was for the best. If that makes any sense. I think there was a, a respect, and it's kind of up to interpretation if they meet again and, and stuff. But even if they don't, it's one of those films where a teacher had a profound effect on you. I mean, mm. you know, th- th- it's breakfast clubby, but not quite as comedy as oh, that, that. The first part, it felt like it was going down the like, bre- breakfast club route. Yeah. Didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but again and again, I like the breakfast club. I enjoyed it. Um, it wasn't what I thought it was going to be from the first trailer, but actually it turned out to be better in many ways. Mm. Um, and I liked the ending. I thought the ending was pretty good, and I got the ending. I thought it was quite happy. Yes, okay, it was sad that he lost his job, but you know what? He didn't like that job. And, you know, the headmaster was a dick. Mm. Uh, and he says that at the end. He tells him that, you know, which was great. And and he got his moment where it was like, you know, he, he was the bigger man, and it was like he, he made the, the headmaster look, petty and little and good for him yeah. um and i like the journey i like the journey both characters went on and how the show you know poor kid his mum's a bitch yeah. <laughs> um totally selfish cow and, and his poor fucking dad is just fucked up yeah yeah has no no business really being a mum um but again so there, there, were, there were moments but it, again it was realistic um, but the fact that it was made in the style that it was made in, it felt like a 70s movie. And if you hadn't known that it was a modern movie, you would have sworn blindly it was a movie made in the 70s. I mean, down to the sort of shooting of Boston and making it look like that period Boston and, and everything uh, like that. It, 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 I found it weird because they'd have these big pulled out shots and I reckon that's where the CGI just to remove stuff from. Hmm. And then they had like kind of like the very closed off areas to make sure that nothing escaped from the outside but no it, but was, yeah, it, was, good. it was a good movie and i yeah i like the quote you know this is your rubicon don't cross the rubicon <laughs> mm. um, oh and the eye all right so he's got a lazy eye yeah and i swear to god paul giamatti was switching from left to right because at the beginning i'm sure it was one side and then on the at the end i'm sure it was the other side and i I imagine that's totally, totally, um, what do you call it? But, but again, it was, there's you. a blink and you'll miss it thing where, you know, a couple of times I think he's uh, he's asked, which eye is it? Which eye do you really see out of? Hmm. And he refuses to answer. And then right at the end, just before he walks off, he goes, it's this eye, like that. Hmm. And it's that eye that's looking straight. And I thought that, 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 that was really, you know, again, it, it's just one of those moments. Um, that that I that I really 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 liked. Um, uh, it's a it's a great movie. It's a great movie. Mm. Um, didn't it did it, it, I enjoyed it? As I said, didn't hit me in the feels as much as 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 One Life. What? One Life yeah. fucking had me in tears. It was that that good. Yeah. One Life. Seriously. One Life. Is it One Life? Yeah, the one with Anthony Hopkins. I haven't watched that yet. I'm trying to watch that. Yeah. Don't, no, no, don't, don't think you're not going to cry because you fucking will. Oh, I know. I am. Gonna... You know it's going to happen too. I'm going to cry in bloody minus one as well because you're telling me that as well. Now, oh, I mean, we, we just, we, before we go, right, um, it, it's worth mentioning uh, minus one got a nod for best visual effects in the Oscars. It should have got a nod for fucking best foreign film. Best um, picture. 
best picture, full stop. Sorry. I don't want to know some story about some gay dancer having to deal with the fact that he's gay. Not like I haven't seen that story since, pfft, I don't know, 1985 Bob, onwards. Barbie every got year. completely ignored. <laughs> Sorry, what's um, a Barbie? Barbie got ignored. Well, every, hang on, uh, but Ken, something with Ken's song got one something. Yeah, it did. That just makes me... I, I think somebody somewhere in the Oscars is having a laugh. Um, because that, you know, the whole movie is an attack on the patriarchy. And the patriarchy was the one that got the Oscar nod. <laughs> I it's thought somebody, the patriarchy was something to do with horses. Um, somebody's got a somebody's got a, a a weird sense of humor, but a good one. Um, I'm going to see both of those movies. Uh, I'll have to wait for minus one, but I will see it. I will see it. Um, I've got my little Godzilla head there, um, and I've got a Godzilla poster. Minus one poster, beautiful, um, illustrated um, poster from from the movie, from the 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 Gorgia shop. Um, so I might have stood outside the got to the shop and gone, it's a Gorgia, it's a Gorgia, it's a Gorgia, it's a Gorgia, Gorgia, Gorgia. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but I will I will see that film. I will see that film, and I will watch One Life as soon as it gets released. Yeah. I will have that down. Yeah, yeah I know. Don't, don't they can ignore them all the way. I don't, they don't fucking make it. At this point, there's no one really cares. Everyone stopped caring. Everyone cared. Stopped caring. The, the, the most interesting thing we had was the Will Smith slap. Unless, unless they turn around and say that Ricky Gervais is hosting the Oscars. I'm not interested. If he turns around and says he's watching the Oscars, I'm watching it because you know, God knows what, he, God knows how he's going to go into them in that. But we pull out all the best jokes. They haven't got the balls for that. They they just don't have the balls. After his Golden Globe um, uh, last speech where he just fucking laid into all of them, um, they haven't got the balls for it. And they'd be attacked by these fucking minority idiots that seem to have Cancel a lot of power. Tricks. Yeah, a lot of power. I, 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 I just don't get it. But let's finish on a high note. Um um, I will go and see One Life. Um, I'm definitely, I'm, I'm counting down the days until I can see. Oh, yeah, minus one. Um, mm. the, the the person in the shop was going, this is this is a Japanese movie. And I was like, yep. I know. My it's friend, Japanese movie. who is not Very an emotional person Japanese that movie. much, really fucking likes this movie. <laughs> and for him to say what he said about this movie, this movie's got to be amazing. <laughs> so... I, it was, um, I was you know when you hear you hear people chat up a movie and you go, that's bollocks. And then you watch it and you go, Oh my god, I was touched in a good way. Um and on that note. <laughs> um I will say it. I will say it. Um okay. uh, imagine Chappelle hosting the Oscars. I would pay money for that. Uh, I would you, pay uh, good uh, fucking money for that. Gervais and Chappelle together. His, fucking his, hell that would be awesome. his, his his joke in that last one about the titanic oh i haven't <laughs> people seen... have got so i mean i've seen it it's like <laughs> he goes this is my impression he can't he can't get through it uh he goes this is my and then he just starts off he goes i can't do this he's like but i like it my wife's told me not to do this she's gonna throw me out the bedroom tonight if i do it but oh fuck it he goes this is my impression <laughs> of of the people standing on the deck of the Titanic as the submarine comes down. Ooh, welcome to a Gray. 
It gets me. It gets me. Because it, it's not that that is funny. It's it's an, the imagining somebody getting really fucking offended about that that makes me laugh <laughs> more. It's people getting so wound up that they start bashing on their fucking keyboards. And they don't get... That's what fuels him. The more that you guys criticize him, the more he's going to do this shit because that's what he gets off on. That's what a lot of offensive comedians get off on. That's what Ricky Gervais gets off on. He fucking loves it, right? I find it acutely embarrassing at times, but I get it, right? But we need more. You know, go for it. These comedians need to. Um, yes, definitely. I, they, I, they, they need to. They, you look at what happened to the guy that, that, that started, the, you know, wrote the IT crowd, and Father Ted and everything, and how he's been cancelled because of it. Um, it's it's ridiculous. Um, but yes, anyway. Um, yeah, Godzilla minus one. And I got my Godzilla. Gacha, gacha, Godzilla. And on, that, Godzilla. and on that note, it's goodbye from me, and we will see you next week. Sayonara! Sayonara! Arigato gozaimasu! Bye-bye.